Welcome to the Jazz Shapers podcast from Mishkondorea. What you're about to hear was originally broadcast on Jazz FM. However, the music has been cut or shortened due to rights issues. This is Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listening colour in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Welcome to Jazz Shapers. I'm Elliot Moss. This is the place where the shapers of business join the shapers of jazz, soul and blues. Our guest today is Kevin O'Sullivan, the founder and CEO of Open Destinations, a company that provides technology solutions for the travel industry. Kevin started his career in travel as a writer with Rough Guides. After managing director in e-commerce roles within the industry, he founded Open Destinations in 1999. Its aim to transform travel reservation management. They launched Travel Studio, their flagship product, in 2000. It's a reservation system spanning the entire reservations process from building itineraries, booking accommodation, to invoicing, and it has over 10,000 users daily. In 2017, they bought Tineri, a mobile itinerary app for tour operators, which can also be used for school trips and by conference and exhibition organisers. Also in Jazz Shapers today, we've musical gems from Diana Krall, Georgie Fame and Herbie Hancock. Before all that, though, here's Grover Washington Jr. with Mr. Magic. was Grover Washington Jr. with Mr. Magic. My business shaper, as I said earlier, is Kevin O'Sullivan. He's the CEO and founder of Open Destinations. They're in the travel world, but we're going to find out exactly what they're about because I'm going to ask you. Hello, how are you? Yeah, very well. Good to have you here. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about this business you set up 20 years ago. What What is it all about and how has it changed over the years? Yeah, no, I set the business up 20 years ago and we're a travel technology provider. <clears throat> we provide software to tour operators. So we've got um, a range of tour operators around the world who use our software. Tend to be kind of medium-sized tour operators. I mean, we've got customers in about 30 countries around the world. We provide a kind of reservation platform for them. So everything from where they kind of manage their products, you know, loading all their hotel contracts and and so on through to the reservation process, operations, making sure they book things with suppliers, through to the kind of back office accounting, making sure that they've got software to kind of manage all the different parts of their business, really. And 20 years ago, Kevin, when um, the world was less technologically powered, as it were, mm. what was the promise then? Was it still... Was there still a, a base of technology involved? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, I set the business up in 99, 20 years ago. Mm. And um, really then the kind of internet was really taking shape. I mean, there's lots of businesses like lastminute.com who'd raised lots of money um, on the markets to kind of fund their business. And, you know, what I wanted to do when I set the business up really was create an internet-ready um, software platform that t- travel companies could use. I mean, at that point, most of the travel companies really were kind of offline um, through call centres and travel agencies and so on. And um, any kind of online presence they had wasn't really connected to the software that they use for their day-to-day business so what I wanted to do was create something that's um, connected all the way through that um, they could have a search on a kind of website um, it would show price availability of their products and then when the booking happens that booking could uh, connect through into their kind of call center and then flow through the kind of operations that they needed to do to make sure it all got booked and the customer got what they paid for really. 
In terms of your own background, obviously you were involved in the travel world before you set yeah. up this business. Um, you're a writer as well. I think you were involved in quite a lot of rough guides yep, as yeah. a, back in the day, which was, of course, when I'm, so I'm quite old now, yeah. I would be, <laughs> I would be there with the Bible, I thank you. Yeah. It's, it's good. Mm -hmm. You're a good liar. Um, but the Bible was your rough guide to wherever it was you were going. Yeah. The creativity and the, the businessman in you, which one is mm. it? Which, which one wins each day? I think software is quite a creative thing, really. I mean, you know, the thing that kind of drew me to software, I like the fact that you can sit there for hours developing something, designing something, and then come out with something that, you know, other people can use and you can feel proud that you've completed something. I think the creativity was what drew it to me. And um, once I kind of knew that I could develop things and I could create things that people wanted, you know, it seemed like a natural extension, really, to set up a business and, you know, kind of develop and sell those things to other people, really. So this business that you created, you said earlier, I just then I decided to set this business up. I was in the travel world. That's actually a pretty big undertaking. You know, you could have carried on quite happily being a senior person in someone else's mm. business. Was there a tipping point, a moment when you went, I just want to do this for myself? Well, what actually happened is I um, was working for a big tour operator. And, you know, I was um, their kind of group IT manager going around the world, um, putting in different systems, different places. And one of the systems that we put in place, I um, went into business with that guy and, you know, set up a business in um, probably about 30 years ago with him and did that for kind of you know, six, seven years, sold out my shares in that and then set up Open Destinations after that. So once I'd um, sold, you know, my shares in the other business, I... Uh, sat around yeah the internet was kind of just embryonic at the time thought there's gonna be a big opportunity really to set something up that's slightly different so um set up this business then 20 years ago from that you make it sound very easy uh, as in it was quite natural to you do you think that's just because you're a kind of a measured level-headed kind of person or is it that you wanted the excitement and the adventure of what was going to happen? Um, I, I think it was easy because I was confident that I could do what um, I thought people wanted to kind of, you know, create something that people could buy. But also I thought that... Um, Technology is one of those fields where there's lots of jobs, really. So, you know, if you fail, then you can always go and do something else. And, you know, I was um, early 30s, really, when I set the business up. So, you know, I still had many years left in the kind of job market and so on. So, if, you know, if this didn't work, I could do something else. But I knew from previous relationships that um, when I left the tour operator... You know, I got on very well um, at the tour operator and the um, CFO of the group, you know, it was quite a big group, um, sent a note out to all the um, business units around the world and said that they wanted to support me in the business I was setting up. And, you know, if they, they could buy services from me or, um, you know, kind of prepay for things that they wanted from me, then, you know, they'd support me in that. So mm. that, that the first business I set up, they, you know, I had that kind of goodwill going into it. And, you know, that gave me the confidence, really, that, uh, you know, all the kind of negative things that people talk about setting up businesses, cash flow problems and getting first customers and things like that I had you know some of those were kind of landed on the plate in some ways you know maybe from things I'd done in you know previous life at the door operator and now we're, we're how many how many people do you employ around, around um, the world we've got now? about 500 people so we've got um, an office in London with about 40 people and then we've got bigger <coughs> development center in Goa in India and um, we set that up in 2005 so that's kind of you know what kind of 13 14 years old now that's where our main development happens we've mm. got a kind of 24 7 support center and also we do some outsourcing as well so some back office processes for tour operators you know we do out of that center there as well 
And you enjoy the management part of things, Kevin, because that's a big number of people now. This is no small business. It, it is. I mean, luckily, I've got a great management team. And um, I think you soon learn, you know, when um, businesses start expanding, that you need to get people in place to help you kind of manage businesses and to kind of manage different parts of it and the different people and individuals. I mean, technology is a very detailed um, type of business. Mm. You know, it's all to do with understanding what the customer wants or understanding the product we're trying to provide and making sure that we do what needs to happen um, at the right time. So, you know, we, we've got a good management team in place that, um, you know, allows me in some ways to kind of step back a little bit from the day-to-day running. Um, you know, all the support, all the kind of development services and so on um, are all kind of, you know, we've got good people in place to do all that. But yeah, I, I think... Um, you know, one of the great things about starting a business is seeing it through that kind of journey. You know, I started the business in my bedroom, wrote the kind of first prototype of the application and, um, and got a couple of customers involved in buying that. Once you get through that stage, then you need to start hiring people and then you need to hire them and create managers and create processes and so on. So, you know, it, it's a... Um, I wouldn't say a rocky first few years, but it's kind of, um, you know, there's a lot to do in the first few years in a startup because you don't have the bedrock of all the processes that more established businesses have in place. So, you know, that was definitely a, uh, you know, an interesting period, really. He's still got a smile on his face, which means he secretly enjoyed that bit, I can see. Stay with me for much more from my guest. That's Kevin O'Sullivan. He'll be back in a couple of minutes. But first, we're going to hear from one of our partners at Mishkondorea with some advice for your business. Hello, I'm Kate Higgins from the Corporate Department at Mishkondorea. One of the key issues facing our business clients is how to achieve the long-term success and prosperity of their business whilst dealing with the day-to-day needs of running the business. One method of achieving this is to have in place a sound system of corporate governance. And this is an area where we work closely with our clients. It's a good idea to set it at an early stage and then reassess as the business grows. So what is sound corporate governance? Well, helpfully, there is new guidance in the form of the weights principles for corporate governance, and these apply to private companies. There are two main areas which the weights principles tackle. The first surrounds the board makeup, but the second area is where I want to focus today. It's about achieving success in business through identifying a strong corporate purpose and setting a values and culture that underpin that purpose. One area that's recognised as being key to this is having strong relations with stakeholders. Businesses these days, particularly large businesses, will need to report in their annual report and accounts on what mechanisms they have in place to engage with their stakeholders. Stakeholders will include the company's employees, suppliers, customers and financiers. Having strong relationships with your stakeholders will help you attract and retain business, investment and talent. So ask yourself, how do I measure up against the new guidelines? Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business but it's personal. There are many ways for you to enjoy all our former Jazz Shapers and indeed to hear this programme with Kevin again as well. You can ask Alexa to play Jazz Shapers and there you can hear many of the recent programmes or if you just pop the words Jazz Shapers into iTunes or your preferred podcast platform, you can enjoy the full archive. But back to today's guest, it's Kevin O'Sullivan, founder and CEO of Open Destinations, a company it says here providing technology solutions for the travel industry. Mm. Uh, That's that's exactly what it does. Mm. Good, we can go home. Thank you very much. Mm. In terms of the joy now of this bigger business and all these moving pieces, when are you at your 
happiest? Is it when you've got the R&D team exploring another idea and they've cracked it? Is it dealing with a problem, turning around a customer? What is it? Which, which is the bit do you think now? Yeah, there's quite a few things, actually. I think, um, obviously, as a business growing and um, you know, increasing revenue and you know, increasing profits and so on like that, is it going to scorecard, a financial scorecard for the business? So as a, a management team, obviously, we're focused on that and making sure we develop as a business. Um, you know, I think I enjoy the kind of product development. I mean, we've come a long way after 20 years with the technology we use and the platforms we provide have changed quite a lot. I mean, you know, fundamentally, we still need to do very much the same thing and obviously some more advanced things as well. But the uh, the underlying technology has changed. So we've been through various iterations of our products over the years. Um, you know, and it's kind of good to um, achieve something with that. I think go live with our customers. I mean, we had a significant go live with one of our um, larger customers last year. It was very positive. You know, they had very good feedback from the people who were using the product. They were happy. They uh, It created, you know, a lot of kind of good PR within their business, which mm. is a kind of global business. Those type of things that, you know, are great for our team as well, because it kind of reinforces you know, the fact that we're doing something that, you know, people like and people want and so on. And mm. often, you know, when you're months in the making of doing, of developing some technology, it's kind of hard sometimes to kind of, it's, it's easy to lose sight really of um, why we're doing it and the people who are going to use it at the end of the day, really. And are you happy to sort of be in the plumbing business, as it were? Because without you, the machine called the travel industry wouldn't really work, would it? Sure. And, and, you, and you don't mind, you're not, you're, you're happy to be behind the scenes rather than in front of the. Yeah, no, definitely. I, th- I think it's, we, we get a very kind of privileged um, view of businesses, really, because, you know, I think, you know, obviously most people know travel companies from the products that they sell and the kind of websites that they have. But what we, what we get to do is we work with some kind of fantastic businesses around the world and we get to go into their businesses and really understand what the DNA of the business is, you know, kind of what happens, how they get the products together, how they kind of um, manage the business, you know, what the culture of the business is really and I think that's a great thing to do and that's what keeps a lot of people really interested in going out and meeting new customers and getting involved in the projects we do but often when we work with the customer we work with them for on the implementation phase we can have you know six to 18 months so we can have have staff you know working on their on their businesses at their offices um, for a number of uh, months and you know we get to kind of know them quite intimately and understand some of their business problems and so on so I think it's a um, you know it's definitely a kind of interesting thing to do really. Stay with me for more from my business shaper. That's Kevin O'Sullivan, founder and CEO of Open Destinations. Time for some music right now. It's Diana Krall and Georgie Fame with Yeah Yeah. Every evening, when all my days were through, I call my baby and ask him what should we do. I mentioned movies, but he don't seem to dig that. And then he asked me, why don't I come to his flat and have some supper and let the evening pass by by playing records beside a groovy high fly. I said, Yeah, yeah. That's what I say, I say yeah, yeah. That was the super energised version of Yeah Yeah with Diana Krull and Georgie Fame. Kevin O'Sullivan is my business shaper. We've been talking about the joys of seeing the industry from the other side, the travel industry, and I guess any industry is like that. It strikes me, Kevin, that you're very good at developing relationships. You talked earlier about how you're, when you started your new business, you had this lovely note from the CFO saying, please, mm-hmm. please use Kevin. That's probably because you're nice to deal with. Tell me a little bit about how you if you if you were to give me the the lesson in building relationships with clients and customers what would that what would the top three things be from your perspective i think it's maybe the third three things are the same actually but you know um i suppose the first thing is listen to them you know when you especially in a kind of supplier relationship when you're um you know 
trying to win business off people, then the first thing you need to do is find out what they actually want and um, listen to their problems, listen to what they're trying to achieve, and so on. And if, if you do that, then and you can have achieved some of the things they want, then you're going to start building a relationship with them because they're going to build trust in you, and then um, obviously they'll want you to do more things with them going forwards. I think that's a th- that's a kind of key thing. I think the second thing probably is um, honesty. You know, I think in any relationship you need some honesty. And, you know, if you say um, you're going to do something, then, you know, you have to do it. And I think maybe not with technology, but, you know, most of us have had experiences in life where we've uh, had a tradesperson in and, you know, builder and, you know, the builder says it's going to cost us X and then there's something that happens and it's going to cost something X for doing it. And I think technology is a bit like that, really. It's hard to foresee at the beginning of large projects um, exactly what the final costs are going to be. So there has to be some kind of give and take really there. And I think um, if you have an honest relationship with people and they kind of know that, um, you know, you're not trying to rip them off, you're not trying to um, put in additional costs and things like that that aren't warranted, then um, then those relationships can develop really. And, you know, and I think, you know, often putting in technology is a bit like a, uh, a building project. It can be stressful. Nobody wants it to be stressful, but there's change in businesses. People's jobs are changing. There's deadlines that have to be met. You know, there's um, things that um, you have to do that um, you don't have any of time or um, resources to do you know properly all the time so you know things do get stressful so having that kind of honesty there um, is a useful thing really it also strikes me and obviously we don't know each other but you seem quite a kind person is there a kind That's of without nice. without saying mm. it? Is there a mm. kindness to the way you like to, to to do business? Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, politically, I suppose I'm kind of on the liberal left, and um, I think if you treat people fairly, and you know, there's kind of uh, things that you do to you know people that you would want to do yourself, then you know, I think that will be rescinded back to you. Really, I think that kind of culture in the business is what we're trying to engender really and how do you engender that because that's you've got a big business now and you've got it in two different locations at least and you've got yeah. the outsourcing bit as well how do you make sure everyone knows that that kevin thinks that being kind is important i, I think it comes through really when um, um you know through the kind of policies you have as a business you know what we try and do is for example in india things like maternity policy went the norm in kind of most indian businesses and when we talked about you know we've got quite a lot of women who work in the business there both on the software side and the outsourcing side and and, you know, obviously many of them were having babies and leaving the business. And, you know, what we wanted to do is to encourage them to come back again. So, you know, we, we put in place a maternity policy. And, you know, at the time, the kind of local team down there felt that this was unnecessary and, you know, why are you paying this money to people? They'll never come back and so on. But, you know, what happened is that people did come back. You know, they kind of respected the fact that we paid them maternity pay even though we didn't have to do and came back at the end of it. And, you know, obviously some didn't, but that's life really. So, so I think, you know, little things like that hopefully show that as a business, we do care and when um, obviously if people have problems and stuff you know we, we want to listen we want to kind of make sure that there is as much as we can a life work-life balance but uh, you know come through with kind of policies that can be mean, meaningful for people we're gonna have our final chat with my guest today kevin o'sullivan stay with me for that plus play a track from the one and only herbie hancock that's in just a moment here on jazz fm don't go anywhere jazz shapers on jazz fm in partnership with mishkondorea it's business but it's personal Summertime and the living is easy. That was Herbie Hancock's thoughtful take on summertime. I'm with Kevin O'Sullivan uh, just for a few more minutes before we wrap up here on Jazz Shapers. Um, we haven't talked about 
the financial side of things. I don't, I don't mean uh, EBITDA, and I don't mm. mean kind of margin uh, related to that or cash flow, so on and so forth. I mean you and money, because obviously it's your business, and you've made a nice living, and it's a pretty decent-sized business mm. too. Where does the money feature in all of this stuff? Is it the thing? It doesn't seem like the thing to um, me. No, but I, I suppose you know when I started, I needed to earn a living. I mean, the, when I set this business up, my um, oh, the, you know the first business actually, my kids were just being born, so um, you know I needed to earn a living, and it was one of those moments. They where, need feeding, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Clothing, feeding, basic clothing, stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, air them out, all that. Exactly. And um, <laughs> you know, mortgages need paying and things yeah. like that. So you know, I needed to earn enough money, but I think um, money, um, you know. It isn't the main motivator, really. You know, obviously, we could have sold the business many years ago if we wanted. And um, I think the uh, the key thing is that we think there's kind of things that we want to do with the business. You know, we're, at the moment, we're going through a big R&D platform change, you know, putting in some new functionality that we're quite excited about <clears throat> that's going to be coming out, of, you know, during this year. Um, you know, we've got some really interesting new customers that um, we've just signed up really over the last six months. So, you know, the, the business is doing well, and there's a kind of positive feeling for the next couple of years years going forward in the business and I think that's the thing that motivates me really that that's the kind of feeling I want to engender in the business rather than necessarily getting paid you know x pounds more or things something like that if someone came along and offered you hundreds of millions of pounds that's gonna be difficult isn't it to say no it would yeah because I'd yeah. have to invest it in more guitars and uh, <laughs> now how many guitars to- do you own um, there's quite a few actually. Twelve, the, or something, yeah, something. I think about twelve guitars, but they're all kind of different um, shapes and different purposes, really. Uh-huh. So you know, the, depending on the mood and what you're playing, you need a different guitar. But I mean, one of the great things about having lots of guitars is that you know I've got lots of people who play guitar at various abilities, and um, when we get together, you know, all the guitars come out. We normally kind of start playing some Oasis songs and things like that, and it's um, it's good fun. In in terms of the, the, the I mean, I, I, actually, this very program was created because we felt that there was a very big similarity between people that create businesses and and musicians that create music especially the jazz genre which is kind of out there and it breaks the rules do you think about it like that when you play your instrument are you are you that kind of guy when you're also working or are they two very different kevins um i, I think that in some ways they're kind of um together in the sense that the, i like the creativity of playing music but i think what music does is it gives you a kind of a tranquility you know it's a bit like meditation really i find that when i'm playing you know i can sit there just playing maybe the same songs i've played for years and um it gives a kind of calmness to life whereas obviously in business you know um, you need that calmness to kind of make decisions but um you know it's, it's kind of a different um, emphasis really it's been really nice talking to you mm. thanks for your time Kevin um, just before I let you go what's your song choice and why have you chosen um, it it's um, a cover version of All Along the Watchtower by Francis Lockwood Trio um, which I think you know, All Along the Watchtower is a you know, famous song by Bob Dylan that was covered you know um, fantastically by Jimi Hendrix in the kind of late 60s and this song is you know it's a great version of it it's kind of almost um, redefines the song again the same way that Hendrix did many years ago was the song choice of my business shaper today Kevin O'Sullivan all along the watchtower by the Francis Lockwood trio someone who understood the importance of relationships about listening it's about honesty and it's about treating people fairly someone who's behind the scenes happily ensuring that the plumbing of the travel industry is well catered for and someone really importantly who believes in the power of kindness 
and of showing that through the policies and, and the way that you act in a business. Really, really good stuff. You can hear our conversation with Kevin all over again whenever you'd like to. As a podcast, just search Jazz Shapers or ask your smart speaker to play Jazz Shapers. Or if you're springing forth early Monday morning, you can catch this programme again just before the business breakfast at 5am here on Jazz FM. We're back next Saturday morning from 9 with our next business shaper. It's Will Beckett, co-founder of the British steakhouse restaurant chain Hawksmoor. Up next after the news at 10, it's Nigel Williams. Great music's coming, interviews and live sessions too. That's it from me and Jazz Shapers. Have a great weekend. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. We hope you enjoyed that edition of Jazz Shapers. You'll find hundreds more guests available for you to listen to in our archive. To find out more, just search Jazz Shapers in iTunes or your favourite podcast platform or head over to mishkon.com forward slash jazz shapers.